0: This week on the Fretzel Mania podcast, I'm joined by my good brother Nate, the effing great, where we review Monday Night Raw from July 1st, 2002, featuring Ric Flair versus Brock Lesnar, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero versus Bubba Ray and Spike Dudley, the misadventures of. and the five-time Jedi Champion obi book Kenobi and the main event a ladder match for the undisputed championship between Jeff Hardy and Champion The Undertaker and like any podcast with Nate it goes completely off the rails and we wouldn't have it any other way. Stay tuned. Welcome everybody to episode seventy four of the mania podcast. Make yourself famous. No. Make yourself famous. There it is. Cut that and it's in. I am Mr. Fretz and I have to be joined by my good brother, the arcade to my bro, the game to my changer, Nate, the Efron great. Nate, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm doing good. Other than the fact that my computer screen is frozen, but you know what? It's fine. It's audio. It's whatever. It's great to be doing a, another show with my favorite brother from the great white North and quite the show that we're going to be talking about.
0: <laughs> uh, that is right. It is Monday Night Raw from July 1st, 2002. Happy Canada Day. And uh, Nate, you weren't watching at this point in time, were you?
1: Not at this time. I actually started watching it at around um, 2004 actually I kind of so there is going to be an interview that's going to talk about this i watched a little bit in 2001 but i also did watch a little bit in 2003 as well but i didn't really get too invested into it until it was about 2004 it was around that time
0: yeah that might be i think you told me summerslam 04 was your first one and ironically enough off air we were just talking about the Ruthless Aggression Podcast, where where Levi and the boys just dropped that. I did a little bit for them, so you're just going to have to wait and see what, the, what that was. And I'm also going to announce this at the top of the show, that as all you know, uh, I'm moving, taking take possession of the house that I'm in. This will be the last one you hear, hear until maybe July, maybe Canada Day. I'm just going to have to figure out how my schedule works and what my internet situation is going to be like in there. Uh, fiber optics is being dug around in this town, and they just haven't gotten to where I live quite yet. That might be ready in a few months, so I'll keep my shitty uh, wireless Wi-Fi internet here. But this particular episode of Raw, I decided to go back and inter- uh, review it because last week's podcast was also an episode of Raw from before, with, which gave us the birth of the ruthless aggression, with that very speech that Vince McMahon dropped on Raw, he looked at a few people as something I had to take note of. He looked specifically at guys like JBL and Bubba Ray Dudley when looking at ruthless aggression, but he also looked at Spike Dudley. So we don't, we don't know where his priorities quite lied at this point in time. That, of course, was the night after the King of the Ring there. Nate
1: yeah no it was honestly one of those things where King of the Ring was probably the last bit of the what we call it the WWF as we knew it and we were going on to this new regime as you said the ruthless aggression regime because we were just going through all of the things with the Attitude Era but like most things they unfortunately have to be passed on and they have to move
0: yeah that's right i think this was the it was the second pay-per-view under the wwe banner uh the the one before previous to this was judgment day and i did that with mr warren hayes shout out to him as him as well and we actually talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about that with those get the f out commercials like the lady that's you know trimming her bush not that kind and uh a couple that's you know kind of getting randy in in the car and then the feet that move during lovemaking take the f out or you punch someone in the face for being sexist at a bar and you get the f out they really drill this home on raw and smackdown and it's It's really funny, but we're going to get right into this episode of Raw that took place from Manchester, New Hampshire. Nate, what's your favorite uh, spot to eat in Manchester, New Hampshire?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, for some reason, when I saw Manchester, I was like, oh, it's all the old England. Oh, wait, this is in America. Oh, never, never mind. Never mind. Um, I like a little bit of the fish and chips up in there in New Hampshire. I like a little bit of cod and i've got nothing else besides those two things <laughs> fish
0: and chips you can just say uh go to greg's get a sausage roll or get a parmo i listen to a lot of cultaholic, so all this lingo is rolling off my tongue so kicking off this non-alcoholic beer and this monday night raw we have <laughs> a ruthless recap of vince mcmahon's speech from last week i went into great detail about it back then and uh we can, car- I,
1: can, can I also say something before we get too deep into it? Yes. One of the things I love about this uh, ruthless aggression era time is still again, the opening music that just welcomes you to Mo- to Monday night raw, as well as to SmackDown. Those two theme songs were just absolutely epic and they got you excited. They got you pumped and ready to go and ready to watch, you know, Monday night raw or SmackDown it's really just sad to see that go from like, you know, hyping it up to just like, wow, this is the most generic music that you can get, huh?
0: <laughs> Don't disparage ACDC like that, Nate. Come on. Are you ready for a good time?
1: Hey, I liked Papa Roach. I'm one of the few people that will admit that I'm still a fan of Nickelback. Same here. And uh, yeah, the uh, deal when they were just doing like the generic uh, what was it like? A, Tonight is the night, bright light type. Yeah, that was like Eh, it was okay. But then uh, sh- then uh, Shinedown had a pretty good one. The uh oh gosh, well I forgot what the theme song was. You mean you mean Skillet? Was it Skillet? Skillet had
0: uh, Legendary.
1: Whoops. <laughs> Whoops, sorry skillet <laughs> I did uh, not be don't, don't
0: apologize. Uh, the lead singer uh, is, a, is a bit of a D bag. Uh, w- one of those far right super trumpy Christians. Anyways, we're not talking about uh, any of that <laughs> shit. Hey, tweets their own i just say I'll disagree with that. But what I won't disagree with is the summer of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, my Paul Heyman's turning into a Vince McMahon here quite easily. And uh, Vince Heyman here comes out with Brock. And he says that, you know, he's inspired by Kurt Angle, who on SmackDown just previous to this, which I'm reviewing in the future, Kurt Angle. Laid out an open challenge to see if anyone in the back had ruthless aggression. And do you know Nathaniel who opened answered that open
1: challenge? Why, it was none other than the one and only Cheesehead himself, Steve Black. But no, I'm kidding. It was a young Jonathan Q. Cena, actually, and he definitely upped the ante when it came to the phrase ruthless aggression
0: i I will never forget uh bray wyatt at wrestlemania 36 bringing that back in the firefly funhouse match that was just top no top tier trolling but then he went even topper tier when he did you can look but you can't touch and (laughs) unfortunately there is no bellas or cenas on this show yeah john cena he's been wrestling dark matches on shows that i've been reviewing in the past while and he's finally here, but then he's like, and Paul Heyman's like, you know, I'm inspired by Kurt Angle, you know, also a collegiate wrestler, also a bit of a legend. And he says that Brock can beat Kurt Angle. Okay. He did, but seriously, dude, he decides to challenge any veteran on the raw roster and almost immediately Whoa, Out comes the nature boy, Ric Flair, and we just get right into a match here. This was not long after Stone Cold, you know, picked his ball up and, and went home, but I, I'm agreeing with Austin about the reason he went. Like, so you're going to make me face a big opponent like Brock with no buildup, no heat, no nothing. Yeah, I'm out. I agree with Austin on that one, but what could have been. So there's a lot of interference interference in this match by, by Heyman. Ric Flair says, you know, like I'm a legend. You'll find out why I'm a veteran. I'm the dirtiest player in the game. And Brock Lesnar takes the mic from Heyman says you're in the wrong place in the wrong year with the wrong guy. Damn. Immediately chops, strut, woo, and you see Brock Lesnar getting mad. ruh Just absolute anger. More chops. And the best thing about this is, Nate, Brock is selling for Ric Flair. Brock's a monster, but he is selling his ass off, dude.
1: It is kind of amazing just to see how Brock changes in a matter of a couple of decades. But, yeah, to see him selling for Ric Flair shows how much respect he had for the nature boy during that time. And yeah, no, they put on a pretty stellar matchup. Would I say it's a match of the year candidate? No, but it's still one that a lot of people can look back at and think, Oh, Flair's looking pretty good. And Brock Lesnar's a beast.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't long after this, you know, Rick Flair was kind of down on himself and triple H season. And it's like, you know, you're Rick fucking Flair get up like stand up and do that but we had a thumb to the eye we had all of the dirtiest player uh, plays in rick flair's book and in every spot brock lesnar is outpowering him in every way then he gets pissed breaks out the backbreakers, and brock gets sent into the post and jr says that hurt the ring funny stuff we see a bear (laughs) hug and Ric Flair gets out of it with several Mongolian chops, a double A-esque spine buster for Ric Flair. Flair tries his classic beg off no spot. He low blows Brock Lesnar twice. And while Heyman, while Heyman is yelling at Earl Hevner for reasons, we see a suplex, a power out spot. Ric Flair works the knee, locks in the figure four. Brock is selling, but he powers out. F five, holy shit, dude! What do you think about that?
1: Honestly, I think once I saw Brock Lesnar lock in the bear hug, I was like, "Oh boy, are we gonna get a bit of a blaze spot here?" But no, Ric Flair still held his own quite a bit, and everybody falls to the beast. Everybody falls to an F five,
0: and then everybody falls to Jackie Gata being hit on. By the coach, just shooting his shot. I gotta respect, respect the man here. And Molly Holly walks in; she uh, totally gives out about it, talking about some golden thong award. There's this diva special. You want to listen to a great <laughs> review of this special, the the British iteration of the Ruthless Podcast, the RA Era Podcast with uh, Michael Rag and uh, the other guy's name that is completely. Dave Dave, uh, did a really good review of this and they, they they, they talk about it. It's, it's funny. Shit. Shout out to those guys. They're awesome. I, I will
1: say this, that Jackie also had a stellar line in this entire promo where she just says like, I didn't lose this competition. I just didn't win. I'm like, wow. Got me sold on this. Totally got me sold on this. And we, it's like, I, I didn't
0: lose I didn't just win you don't say in reality it's something about reality's lost on me or something and in reality if you spent less time in your panties you would be a better wrestler or something and then it t- talks about like Molly Holly's like you know granny patties uh, but you know I think Molly is a lot more attractive than Jackie but that's just me because she's got the uh, kind of proper kind of, girl next door gimmick here molly then uh just starts beating the shit out of jackie uh, chokes her with a pipe does a missile drop kick bunch of slaps trish stratus comes out here to even the odds Poppy power whoa oh god king and then speaking of the granny panties uh, molly holly gets pantsed and you see the big the big blooming underwear everyone's making fun of her for the in parentheses granny panties uh but she's still hotter than trish that's just me uh, and Jr. with a weird line. I haven't seen underwear like that since I was in the eighth
1: grade. <laughs> what? <laughs> you want to repeat that again, Jr.? <laughs> Just, it okay. could be taken horribly
0: out of context, Jim. I think, Kate, okay, if you're thinking like 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 me, it's going uh, it to be something kind of kind of nasty. But it's like, no, he's aging himself. It's like that's what the girls wore back then. But then you can get someone to take it horribly out of context and make a bad joke out of it. But what kind of guy would do that, right?
1: Right. I will say that this was one of those situations where I looked at this segment and I thought to myself, God bless Molly Holly for being such a trooper. This woman deserved so much more and deserved so much better. I just... It's one of those things where, you know, back in the day, if I was watching this, I probably would think that she's a bit of a fuddy-duddy. But... I look back at it now and I'm just thinking to myself, God, Molly, you, mm, you deserved way much more than what you were given. And to be fair about almost well, like a year later, then that's when Gail Kim would start coming in. And oh gosh. The amount of crap that she was dragged into. This was, yeah, the next couple of years, unless your name is Trish Stratus or Lita, you're probably not going to have a good time as a woman's dresser or Victoria. No, you know, uh- I forget her
0: we're going to see Lita later in this show. And uh, speaking of not having a good time, just having a look at her was uh, just heart, absolutely heartbreaking. And uh, speaking of heartbreaking, a man, this man's career was cut so short and looking back on him now, just going through some of his stuff. Now I absolutely loved Christopher Nowinski.
1: Oh, dude, I, Look, I look back at this and I think to myself, man, this is one of those characters that was ahead of its time. This was great. I loved Chris. I watched watching Christopher Nawitzki was absolutely amazing. And he was really, uh,
0: you can tell through this match and even looking at him, like, you know, he's paying his dues, mind you, in ways that in 2022 eyes look, um, how do I put this delicately uh, shitty? Mm hmm. Cause he's, you know, he went through tough enough. He's a heart. He's the Harvard grad. He, he really reminds me of like, right now I look at uh, Chad Gable and see a lot of like, you know, Chad Gable, a lot of Kurt angle in Nowinski, like you're smart, preppy guy, but you can actually back it up.
1: It's kind of crazy. He's almost like he's Jack Swagger, but with like every single bit, 100% more charisma than Swagger ever had in his run with WWE
0: or even now, no, no offense, Jack, to the, to the, Jer- the Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society. That's like my favorite thing on AEW. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Nowinski no, here, he's the Harvard graduate, which means he's smart, which means he probably had a 4.0 grade point average. Oh, thank you. And he challenges... <laughs> oh, this is going to go right into the... I fucking love Chad Gable so much. Best part of Raw.
1: He's going to be for, I'm calling he's going to be a future world champion. I don't care what anyone says. Put I put th- the belt I th- on Gable.
0: I, I think so. Like they, they, they got to slow burn him. Like, well, no, angle was just shot to the moon. Slow burn Gable, uh, Chad Gable versus Cody Rhodes, uh, SummerSlam 2023. Let's go. Christopher Nowinsky, he challenges yes. Bradshaw. Oh, sorry.
1: No, I said, no, I was trying to get him back on track with you. You said Christopher Nowinsky. I'm like, yes, Christopher Nowinsky.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, this is a classic sideberg. It's just it's like we haven't left. So he challenges Bradshaw to a legit match here, and Nowinski says he prefers a match where intelligence is a weapon, one of the three eyes. And I'm looking at him; he's shining. He's sporting a really, really nice shiner. Holy shit! Pittsburgh is winning seven two right now. That's pretty cool. And <laughs> hey, hockey game on mute. You know me, dude. You know me. I do. I do know. <laughs> Uh, nothing will be better than the time the Leafs got eliminated in midstream. But here we go. JBL. Uh, I just call him JBL, force of habit, because he's Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. And Nowitzki have their match here. And immediately JBL goes for the chair. The ref admonishes him and stops here. But then Chris uses it. <laughs> no, he uses the cowbell. What we need here is more cowbell. And that actor's name, that is just leaving my head. And I'm going to get slapped in the face for it. Who's the guy that did cowbell, Nate?
1: <laughs> um, I'm drawing a blank too. I I don't think I've ever really even heard a cowbell. I'm like, oh boy, this is not going to really help me out in my in my deal. No, it, um, it's it's
0: it's a big meme. It's it's Christopher Walken. There we go. The, yeah, it's uh, and okay. unlike Christopher Walken, there was there is more cowbell in this match that Nowinski uses to win. Intelligence, Nate. One of the three eyes. I's. He- is Kurt Angle. <laughs> would you like that?
1: Honestly, this was interesting because so many people would have been like, oh, he could be challenging for the hardcore title. He could be winning. But he literally was like, no. I'm better than that championship. And I'm going to prove that by being Bradshaw straight up. And of course, Bradshaw's being like, I'm a rough, tough Texan. Therefore I'm going to get some weapons and I'm going to beat this guy up and I'm going to get, Oh, I got hit in the head with the cowbell. Oh, well, sorry about my damn look. Sorry. I went into a James storm impression there. Um (laughs) Hey, I
0: I did uh, the first TNA last week and James storm was on it. So it's uh, it checks out. Shout out to Kyle apron bump apron yeah. bump for the win backstage RVD and Regal are having a chat and RVD is looking for Brock Lesnar because uh Brock kicked my ass last week and I want to kick his ass again because I'm Rob Van Dam and Regal here just the best like don't mess with me sunshine and I'm looking he's looking and you know regals no good lord rvd is looking for a fight and luckily the future leader of the blackpool combat club is like oh i like a fight except his name is not finley holy shit finley should be in the blackpool combat club
1: (laughs) that would be amazing um best way to describe william regal during like the early to mid 2000s is two words little shit that's literally what you can call William Regal at this point. And it's the best thing ever.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I love, like, I love heel Regal. Like just going back through his run here has, has been awesome. And uh, if, if you haven't heard his bits on talk as Jericho Reed talked about in detail, about almost dying, uh, tear alert, holy shit. But it's so good to see that he has persevered through so much in his life. And he has a match later with Rob Van Dam, a rematch from WrestleMania X eight backstage, Terry here, having an interview with Jeff Hardy, Nate, take a shot, full circle moment here. Cause Terry, of course, is the former manager of the Hardy boys. And they're like, Oh, you're the underdog going into this match. They're like, Whoa, 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 underdog. Jeff just starts throwing shit and climbing all over the sets backstage. Uh, just all hopped up on goofballs. He was like, this is a ladder match. This is my match. And just Benny Hill music starts playing. And he, my God.
1: (laughs) Jeff Hardy was definitely on something at this point, but at the same time, it's Jeff Hardy. He literally is just showing that he's got the charisma, that he's got the drive. He's got the focus. He's ready for that match against the undertaker. And he thinks he's got the edge. Cause it is after all a stairway to heaven match. I mean, ladder match. Ooh.
0: And this, this next bit, Nate, uh, I, I, sent ah, you a, yes! I sent you the picture. I sent yes, you, you did. the picture. Like, and I sent this to Ricky too. So I hope this gets in the, the logo for the week, Darth dust and Booker <laughs> T just, the booker <laughs> T, Goldust pairing this i'm gonna have to start doing more raws like smackdown is great wrestling heavy but this is entertainment heavy world wrestling entertainment sports entertainment Goldust is uh concocted a plan here to bring the nwo to the dark side so, no not to do that but it's like what are you doing here man he's of course i can't hear cold dust has concocted this plan and he says something about not forgetting the name of gold dust or setting a trap set no setting a trap or something that's what he was doing except that's not admiral akbar it's darth freaking dust and then he goes away and booker t is like he's like a kid at toys r us he's like no he, he's like an adult at uh the star Wars section of Disneyland. You know, I'm saying this because I think it was, uh, Phil, uh, Philiam was there on, I think his honeymoon, correct me if I'm wrong, if Phil actually listens to this, but he went to the star Wars village, he got his lightsaber. And of course he had his nerd out moment as he's a longtime fan. And he does what we would all do. Like, I'm not a big star Wars fan. I like the OG trilogy and that's it even I would do what Booker did with the friggin' lightsaber is like, you know, Obi-Wan. What did he say? Obi book Kenobi five times yes, Jedi. Champ.
1: You're
0: the Star uh, Wars guy. I think Here, Nate take this.
1: Uh, honestly, it's one of those things where you just see the kookiness that Booker T and Goldust have. And it's, it's amazing. That's really all I have to kind of say about that. But um. Yeah, Booker T making that reference of obi book Kenobi, which is also funny because the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to be making its way to Disney Plus on May 27th. Cheap plug, because it is around the time that A New Hope opened up during that time, I want to say 30 plus years ago, if I am not
0: mistaken.
1: Yep, pretty long time. So yeah. Though, this was one of those things where as soon as you sent me the picture, I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to be working with it. Oh yes. I get to see this now. And trust me, it's not the last that we will see Darth dust. And I will say this, that when we when I saw him again, I almost fell out of my chair. It was, it's so good. So we'll get to that when we do uh, what's up next, Rhett Eddie Guerrero
0: and Vince McMahon having a chat backstage and, Vince says that he made an exception with the brand thing here. Yeah. I know Eddie's on SmackDown and like the wildcard rule some years ago, he makes an exception about someone being on this brand and he asks Eddie to challenge, translate ruthless aggression into Spanish. Like, Oh, it's Eddie Guerrero, man. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna to have to record this into uh two parts here, Nate, because it says uh we got a 10 minute warning, we'll keep going here as good as we can go. And uh Chris Benoit is brought into the fray here,
1: or as, as a lot of people know him as redacted.
0: Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, RVD versus Chili Willy Regal in a WrestleMania 18 rematch here. This is champ versus champ. Regal, of course, is the European champion, one of the last ones. And tonight, Nate, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by M&M's. Melt in your mouth, not in your hands. Honda, what's the point of having a Honda if you can't show it off? And Slim Jim, who just followed me on Twitter.
1: snip do a Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah.
0: There's <laughs> a bring back Goldberg sign here. You got a year to wait. he he got a year to wait rvd chance regal locks in the regal stretch we see a cross body by rob van dam a really nice backdrop driver-esque move by by rob and then boom five star frog splash he wins and then calls out brock lesnar he has more guts than brains nate
1: he certainly does, and I want to say take one step back with this because what was crazy was that when I saw Regal with the European title, I'm like, wait, isn't this the matchup where they unify the titles? Or the- oh, no, that's later on down the line. Okay, because I remember uh, Rob unifying the hardcore title and the European title later on down the line, and then those titles go gone, which is sad. I think yeah. if the hardcore title is still around here, then I think more people would be happy. But yeah, no, Rob Van Dam literally is just like, you know what, bro? I want to match. You want to match. So I think it's only fair that we break the tie. Come out here so I can smoke your ass.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. And we're going to come back here with part two in just a second. And coming up next, we have Gold Darth. Gold Dust, Darth Vader, and Booker T. Yay! Nope, that ain't next. Good lord, there was another gold Darth trapped spot here, but I think this is first. <laughs> well, I Mike. think we
1: should. I think we should also finish the RVD and uh, Brock Lesnar segment first because we just talked about Rob Van Dam saying like, "I'm gonna smoke your ass" or something like that. Okay, I made that part up, but whatever. Then Brock comes out and Paul is just like, "You know, we could have Brock come down and just kick your ass, but I think it's better if we do it on a higher financial stage." So he proposes Rob Van Dam versus Brock Lesnar at Vengeance, to which everybody was like, nope, we want that tonight. And Rob just says, okay, you're on. And people are like, okay, I guess we'll we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting show for you to cover. <laughs> yeah, v-
0: Vengeance is
1: one I've been kind of looking forward to.
0: It's, uh, you know, it's I think it literally kicks off with this aggression Timeline, because that's where a lot of the Ra era podcasts that that we listen to kind of started, and it's yeah, it, it's great. And you see little bits and bobs of the beginning of that here. The, the genesis, not of McGillicuddy, I'm using that joke again, but of ruthless aggression is basically here. And I wrote down Gold Darth, but I think that's for later in my notes because I take really spotty notes. The Dudley Boys. Of course, represented by Bubba Ray and Spike, Reverend Devons on SmackDown, versus Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, the Radicals in some way are still alive. You know, Milenko retired by this point. He was a road agent. Uh, Perry Saturn uh, was released. And the Dudley boys put the fun in dysfunctional. Did you know that, Nate?
1: (laughs) They certainly did. I remember watching this matchup and I listened to the Dudley's theme song and I was like, Oh, they did the saliva version. That's interesting. Um, Also, I will say this Jerry Lawler saying Latino heat is so annoying. I am so thankful that Eddie Guerrero eventually moved on to SmackDown and we get Michael Coles and Taz's version of Latino heat, which sounds so much better. It's like, but they don't do the high pitch. That's exactly why it's better. I mean, you hear Taz go like latino heat he's it's latino, excited
0: it's latino heat Cole. <laughs> and then he starts breaking it out into uh whoa, whoa 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 Tarzan boy there oh wait no that's that's 2022 taz singing tar, singing friggin Tarzan boy just oh man
1: we break into a lot of modern shit here so <laughs> and 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 he, and he breaks when uh neg- negative 1 says be quiet, Excalibur. Shut up. Shut up, Excalibur. Oh, so good. Negative <laughs> one's going to be so fucking
0: awesome. Fear the mullet sign. Because Eddie <laughs> is still sporting yes, that. that's right. Delicious, greasy, oh filthy mullet that I absolutely, that's the Eddie Guerrero. That's the look that I love. That's before he kind of, you know, uh, got uh, got himself jacked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh and this here was not only the return of Chris Benoit following his his neck injury at King of the Ring last year, but it was the debut of his uh theme by Canadian band Our Lady Peace. The it's called Whatever. And do yourself a favor and do not request that song to Rain Maeda, the lead singer of the band, or Jeremy Jeremy Taggart, the drummer of the band. Uh, you'll get blocked. Um, of course, because they played it live. They played it live for like a show in Toronto, like a, like a raw in Toronto, I think once, I swear they did. And we see the classic fundamentals here by, by Chris and Eddie, you know, yes, as horrific as Chris's end was, we're talking about his talent here. So just keep that in mind. Cause he was, he was damn good at his, at his craft. And these two together, As either a team or opponents, Nate, they always deliver.
1: Absolutely. I mean, eventually we're going to see the teaming up of Angle and Benoit, but Angle and, I mean, not Angle, uh, Benoit and Eddie were always just really fun guys to just watch. And this was one of those matches where we got to see that. And my God, those German suplexes that Benoit did. Oh, brutal.
0: Nothing will top the was it the the 10 consecutive suplexes he did to uh, to Stone Cold in Edmonton, knowing both of those guys were banged up to shit and they put that match on Spike here is rolling up Benoit. There's a bulldog, not the Dudley dog. That's a tornado acid drop. I got in so many arguments on forums for it back in the day. The Acid Drop and the Dudley Dog are the same move. They're a Tornado Diamond Cutter, not a Tornado Bulldog. Benoit (laughs) chops the shit out of Spike here. We want tables because these fans are fickle, fickle, fickle. There's a crossface on Spike. Bubba Ray interferes here. The heels jump Spike. A really nice one move I loved Benoit doing was that high angle back suplex he used to do. Read ho you way up in the air and then just. (sighs) drill you in the back eddie is egging on bubba on the on the apron here doing a bit of light cheating steal here at sa while chris is working over the the guys the acid drop Dudley dog whatever on on eddie a bunch of theatric counting I, I was looking at nick patrick here and he was being very theatric in his counting if it was the counting the one two three or like the five count on the rope or the or the ref he was being very uh how, how, how do i say this what's the what not not flamboyant that's the wrong word but very expressive
1: if you will nate uh, almost animated i guess you could say
0: yes animated i'm thinking like i'm trying to think of a good word like a, th- a theater guy like you would
1: would know <laughs> 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 an animated guy like me would know i mean yeah yes. I, mean, I i will say this i like nick patrick in real life better than nick patrick in uh raw 2 because he oh, is God. a slow counter in that move how many people are going to get that reference enough right in here one person <laughs> there we go that's enough for me i had that game i played
0: the shit out of that game i loved it so much i got like 30 years into career mode it was crazy uh, <laughs> it really does. nice power bomb on eddie guerrero suplex on chris and then you uh, spike what get the tables.
1: <laughs> we're not, getting that. <laughs> we're not for- getting
0: that on SmackDown. It's not like uh, you hear you, you get friggin' Deacon Batista with the big collection plate mailbox thing like Deacon get the tip. Ta- Okay, by the way, Reverend D. Von, underrated gimmick. We're, we'll go there another time. Spike, get <laughs> the table. And uh, Eddie Guerrero here doing the 1996 Halloween Havoc, her and Conrana. if you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And you played Rey Mysterio's uh, career mode thing on 2K22. Mm-hmm. Damn good. A bubble bomb gets the win. Chris does not win his return match here, but Eddie Guerrero does take the pin here and as soon as this match is over i think i I was fast forwarding a bit i think spike goes for an acid drop on chris and chris just grabs him and hoys him right out the ring through a table spike always took these gross looking bumps Uh, man like god this
1: was no different this was no different i mean the one a year later where he gets the uh uh the bonsoir from La Resistance oh. is definitely one that tops it,
0: but <laughs> yeah, no,
1: every every time Spike Dudley just does like anything to the outside, it's just like ooh, that's that's gonna rough. But we also had a cross face to Bubba Ray Dudley followed up, but this was something I actually thought, oh, this was cool. Um, as Chris has the cross face in Eddie Guerrero, he hits a frog splash on Bubba's lower back. That was cool. That was one of those things where I'm like, oh, if any tag team does that, they're gonna win no matter what. That that's a guaranteed. Literally, your your back is just slowly getting bad, slowly getting bad. Frog splash in the back. Yep, you're done. Your your You need to see a chiropractor.
0: Yeah, and I am. I'm not allowed to see a to see a chiropractor, Nate. My my surgeon told me never see them because you don't want to adjust a fused spine. You'll be Uh, and i would and again i'm breaking out into i would love to see this move by someone like i don't know the, the the blackpool combat club and of course if they recruit that band needs band god group needs daniel garcia agreed i think he is going to join them but that's down here and nate coming soon not veer But who is coming soon? What's this vignette? Who's coming?
1: Who's that jumping out the sky? R E Y Mysterio. Here we go. And now I see
0: why Veer came on (laughs) Ray. Phrasing. Yes. uh, Ray Mysterio is coming to the WWE. And when I get that in the SmackDown, get to that in the SmackDown review, you'll know. Uh, there've been vignettes for the past few weeks, and Ray's debut, I think, is coming before before Vengeance, if I'm not mistaken. But backstage, here we go, big show. Well, it's uh- the big show. He's backstage and uh, Sketti, uh, talking to Darth Dust here, and uh, he's like, I think Attack of the Clones. Is underappreciated,
1: George. George, heel turn number seventy-five. That that movie fucking sucks, though. (laughs) George Binks is is underrated.
0: Yeah, he heel turn that'll get me excommunicated by uh, by King Ricky, the Star
1: Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> big Show's like, hey, Darth Vader, you have any skinny for me? And Darth Vader's like, NWO never told you what happened to your father. I didn't know my We're... dad's dead. Ha! Continuity. I, 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 that, was, that was great. <laughs> He's like, I am your father. Boom. Just smacks him with the lightsaber. <laughs> that was legit like that's so stupid but i loved it at the same time because nobody could have pulled that sell-off better than the big show and then gold dust guy is asked by kevin nash who probably tore his quad about a week or two later in the comfort of his own home as every man should uh geez louise i mean he did a number on gold dust geez oh uh, he, he 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 beat the piss
0: out of him so We ain't going to see book dust and tag team action tonight, unfortunately, you know,
1: uh, man, just me me to tell me, I can't see the golden truth. I mean, book dust.
0: (laughs) No, no, no book dust. We see Taker here is interviewed backstage and he's basically looking past Jeff Hardy here. Excuse me. Right to Kurt Angle. Talking about how he doesn't tap. Now he's looking at the rock and Terry's like, um. What about Jeff Hardy? He's like, what about Jeff Hardy? I'm going to kick his ass. But it's a ladder match. Yeah, I know I ain't been in a ladder match before. I'm still going to kick his ass. And then X-Pac is found face down backstage. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, was that Kane? Because Kane was away at this point in time. And X-Pac kind of wrote him off TV it could have been a who done it, but no, it was probably Booker T. Who next is facing
1: the big show. Oh my gosh. The, I will say this this whole NWO big show theme. No, that was that was rough. I'm using <laughs> that as the intro, dude. That's a parent. Well, it's the big show. You want a record scratcher, that. That themes up. If they would have combined that more with his modern day WWE theme, just a parody. Well, it's the parody. Well, just somehow I think that would have been better. Well, it's the Skeddy. It's the sketty boys.
0: And speak. And speaking of of Skeddy, Vengeance is brought to you by Subway. Nate, what's your favorite sub? <laughs>
1: Well, it's the meatball sub, except I don't get no scaredy with it, so it makes me sad.
0: <laughs> so it's not Skyline Chili, then? It is not Skyline Chili. That's unfortunate. Uh, chicken bacon ranch on cheddar and herb bread, by the way. So there we go. Next, well, We got
1: ourselves a nice little slobber knocker between Booker T and Big Show, where uh, a Booker got his ass whooped here. Uh, by getting slammed and getting squashed. But then uh, Booker T decides, I'm going to take you out to the ring there, son. And we got a nice little steel step spot that knocked out Big Show. And uh, Booker T wins by a a, a 10 count, if you like to say. Uh, This was an interesting matchup, and people were like, what? Booker T wins that way? Uh, uh, Okay, okay. Mild clap, I guess. It might have been kind of a death to finish, baby, if you
0: will. Yeah, bear hug, Sidewalk, Slam, Stairs, do to do. Big Show is made to look stupid here. NWO don't like it, and Shawn Michaels is teasing a new member of the NWO. And we have Show kind of fighting Nash, see so a bit of dissension. Smellness. Thank you, OSW Review. HBK is announcing that NWO is a family. Lol. And this... Needs a new... He's teasing Triple H joining the NWO. You have DX in the NWO, which Nate now makes Sting versus Triple H at WrestleMania 31 make all the sense, right?
1: Exactly, because... Triple H was going to be in an NWO and Sting was in Wolfpack, which are kind of the same thing as them being in an NWO. And because You know what? I'm getting a headache right now just thinking about this and just thinking about that match makes me sad. Uh, that was, yeah, that was, again, very, very sad. But I love how Shawn Michaels is saying, why aren't you two just kissing makeup? But, Jay I was like, uh, I think I'd much rather see them uh, shake hands. So what they did is that they shook hands and, by God, Shawn Michaels super kicked the head off of Big Show, and I didn't think he could do it, but then I saw it, and I was impressed.
0: That was a very, very, very impressive uh, spot there. The, the fell-in by a little man like Shawn Michaels by the Big Show. Okay, coming up next here is the main event of the evening. It's why we're here, oh. Nate. It is time to make yourself famous jeff hardy versus the undertaker in a ladder match for the undisputed title and somewhere our lovely queen bee themselves The K. murphy is uh just rubbing their hands at the prospect of this match shout out 2k vince backstate is pumping up the undertaker like yeah you yeah, get him you have ruthless aggression and oh by the way you have a match with the rock and vengeance but it's not gonna be that we'll get there later and then to pump up <laughs> Jeff <what> I'm
1: <laughs> i was just about to say he's like ah yes doesn't matter win or lose you're gonna get the rock what do you mean, get that. Like, but uh I, I i'm just i'm just saying that yeah uh there's a chance that uh Young Jeff Hardy coulda, we and then Undertaker grabs him by the throat and then just throws him right through the wall.
0: Yeah, just, 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 just smashes him. And then on the other side of the spectrum here, we have Matt pumping up Jeff Hardy, but he has a little surprise. And I forgot it happened at this time, but in comes Lita in a neck brace. I forgot about this too. Yeah, of course she broke her neck on the set of Dark Angel. Uh, It was an old, old sci-fi show on, I think it was Fox, probably on Fox. All those shows were, were on that channel. I think she was doing a stunt. Allegedly, it could have been the lead of Karana or something and just, you know, something went wrong with the neck and here she is in the neck brace on the road to recovery. It's like, I wouldn't miss this for the world. And then you see backstage, Jeff just kind of like, whoa, there's Benny Hillman going na-na-na-na-na-na-na running into everything he's pumped he might be hopped up <laughs> on
1: goofballs but he's pumped no I'm just imagining like what happens after jeff hardy just beat down that wall beat down that door and just ran off i'm just imagining him just going crazy all around the you arena it's like what well, it's and then out comes itchweed he's just like oh man this is really crazy i go have an undisputed title match here tonight oh man it's gonna be great hey what's going on man what's going on he just throws like popcorn at Vince McMahon, who's still recovering from that wall smash and then next thing you know here comes willow who just scaring off little people like the big show he's like no willow get away from me and then next thing you know here comes heel jeff hardy who talks and talks and talks and bradshaw's like i need to learn something from that gimmick." And then Jeff Hardy, of course, you know, makes it to Gorilla. There's like, what took you so long? Uh, I had to, I had to pee. That's the best side ever. It's not the best story made up story ever. Just literally like no nonsense. That's why
0: I bought you on here, dude. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this ladder match.
1: This ladder match.
0: First off, takers theme really took me for a loop here because it's an instrumental version of uh, you've done it now. I'm yeah. to marry kick kicking asshole's ass. I think that theme's on loop on my copy of 2K22. And it always just makes me, f- makes me fun. And this is glowing paint. Jeff Hardy, when he comes out doing the thing and the strobe lights doing the r- really cool visual here. And uh, Jeff then plays with the dead man's bike.
1: Uh, no, no. Out comes Daniel Bryan who's just screaming at him, no, no, no. He he goes no to the motorcycle. It's like,
0: you know, uh, greenhouse gases, that thing's polluting the earth. No, it's something. Planet's captain planet, he is a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. Earth,
1: wind, fire, heart. (laughs) Out out comes the way Barry's like bro you're not on here for a couple more years and he's like oh sorry wrong time zone and then they just disappeared on nice little light and then undertaker's like what the hell just happened oh you're touching my back so he chases jeff and we get a nice little spot where jeff hardy bumps the ladder into taker and it's like okay so here comes the advantage
0: and that Uh, is a review of dr strange multiverse of madness (laughs) which i haven't seen yet (laughs) WWE shit, that'd be funny. Oh, multi WWE. Okay, we're fan- we're putting a pin on this. That's gonna be another show.
1: <laughs> Some so Jeff then gets sorry. So I was gonna say this is literally like what Jericho had to go through at WrestleMania, uh, twenty nine, where it's like 90, like he takes ninety percent and then goes to the finish. I think that was what Jeff Hardy was told here.
0: Pretty much, like we see Jeff bringing out the weapons and the chairs, uh, a bit of ladder a bit of chair no tables no oh my we see take get sent into the ladder a ladder taker sandwich which i think would taste like uh brisket and red beans and rice we have a ring a ring no no a ladder rung when taker does that you know decapitation leg drop he gets it no jeff hardy does it jeff hardy does a bit with the ladder here like a leg drop and he gets a ladder rung right in the dick just wear a cup i gotta help he's wearing a cup Uh, take then drives the ladder into jeff ricochets the ladder into jeff taker climbs when jeff is down uh but he climbs back down to inflict more pain we see a brawl in the timekeeper area and mark yeaton is nowhere to be found because he is not there he hasn't been lobbing stone cold his beers that's who used to do it back in the day take is smashing the shit out of jeff hardy here into the ladder Jeff tries to fight back. We see the the guillotine ladder take your leg drop onto the apron. the hardest part of the ring. shout out to Kyle. Jeff ladder in the corner. like I guess he's going for like a running spot in the corner. taker misses. He let Jeff Hardy lands a whisper in the wind and a plancha. the last ride, which looks like it was about to be on a ladder, denied because I think Jeff was holding a chair. When he was up in the last ride, he bops, Taker right in the head. And then we see the
1: whole thing where he does a, Oh, oh, well, before we go into that, that he actually gives him another chair shot. And that second chair shot, literally just, you hear the impact. It was just like, boom. I'm like, Holy, that's why we have concussion protocols now. That's why we don't do that anymore. But yeah, you, you, you were saying unprotected chair shot. There's
0: the, the whisper in the
1: wind, the whole
0: bit. I think th- this not, might not be the, the spot yet, but there's a spot where you know Jeff is climbing to the top. He's almost there. He gets knocked down, but then Taker gets knocked down again. And it's, it's that famous call by Jim Ross: "Climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. He's gonna win by God the WWF title." And no, Taker comes in, poops on the party, choke slam. And still, your champion, The Undertaker. But we're not over yet. He gets on the bike. He goes away. I forgot about this next part, Nate. I thought it was cut, cut, print, roll the credits. And then, like last week's match with The Undertaker, Jeff Hardy grabs the microphone. It's like... (sighs) I'm still standing. You haven't broke me, Taker. And I'm looking like, "Holy shit, this guy is got more guts than brains." He's like Rob Van Dam. And you see back back in Taker gets in the ring. He props up like Jeff Hardy's leaning on the ropes barely. Taker props him up. He's cocked his fist. He's ready to punch him. But then In kind of his face turn, in a way, he raises Jeff's hand and just, like, shakes his head like, what the hell, dude? I think that was a shoot. This whole part right here, in my mind, I'll have to read it, that was a shoot. And that night, Jeff gained The Undertaker's respect. Just, we went over a lot of spots here, Nate. Like, what's your highlights? What did you think
1: of this? Jeez, Louise. I mean... I know people really talk about this as one of the best main events of Raw. And it is because of the fact that the story there is what makes it absolutely perfect. It's a story of a kid wanting to live a childhood dream. And we have this one guy who is seemingly unstoppable, not taking the kid lightly. Well, not taking him, you know, seriously, I should say. He literally is just like, This is gonna be a walk in the park, and then I can move on to my next deal. Little does he know that he literally got his ass kicked by this man that he did not take seriously at all. I mean, talk about the whisper in the wind, the the, the dive from the top, from that uh, ladder to the outside, the chair shots, everything Jeff did in this matchup show that he was definitely a main eventer in the making. And even that post deal where Taker, he looks like he's going to leave. He looks back in the ring and he's like, some bitch is still stay It's still standing. Last ride. And then he's like, okay, I'm done. Goes back up. He, dra- he takes his motorcycle up. And we're thinking, okay, well, it's over. And like you said, microphone, Jeff is like, I'm not broken. I'm brother Nero. Oh, no. Delete. (laughs) That's that's the true fact is that he literally said that he's brother Nero and they had to cut that from there because they're like, nobody's going to get that. (laughs) So we got the ultimate show of respect from The Undertaker, who literally was like, you know, I may have not taken you lightly, but you've earned a lot. me and that includes my respect and i just love the point where he raises jeff's arm up and that's when jeff falls and he's like yeah i'm gonna take a nap now (laughs) he just he had such big balls for you know standing up to the to taker and in the end he earned the ultimate deal which was respect from the dead man so yeah i definitely see why this matchup was so highlighted it told its story well. It's one of those things where it's like it's simple storytelling like that. No extra narratives, no extra layers to it. You're just literally showing two guys are looking to fight each other for the richest prize. One guy doesn't take the other one seriously, and the other one proves the guy wrong and earns his respect. That, that's really yeah, all
0: that, it is. That's fantastic, and you you put it so eloquently. And that's uh, that's what we're gonna we're we're gonna wrap up today because once again here, <laughs> Zoom is. Count me down and I am too cheap to upgrade to pro. So that has been it for this episode of Fretzelmania. But before we go, Nate, where can people find you on the social medias? And are you still doing that wrestling show?
1: I am no longer doing the wrestling show. I feel like that will be a show in and of itself to kind of talk about that. Um, But I will say this, that that has not diminished me from wanting to achieve my dream to become a wrestler. So Depp says this, it may be one chapter close on that book, but the book is not closed at all. But for those of you that want to get a chance to talk to me, give your opinions and let me know that I'm wrong about everything, because I'm sure a lot of people do. Or if they want to spread some positive joy about wrestling, they can always talk to me on Twitter at real FN game, as well as on my Instagram, same handle there. And I also do the Game Changer podcast on the side where i just talk about random things whether it be wrestling pop culture whatever you may think of it's absolutely great i'm getting back into the groove of things when it comes to that uh probably going to be doing some more rebookings as well as talk a bit about some pop culture stuff because damn i really need to get back into that swing of things but bigger things are coming and come june i could tell you this brace for impact that's all i gotta say (laughs)
0: Let's go, dude. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania. Russell Attic Radio is the cure for the common wrestling podcast. The Kings of the Rings podcast, live stream every Wednesday night at about 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Mr. YLP is the great way to kick off your weekend on a Saturday with the news of the weekend proper. YLP fashion, we also have a Discord chat folks please spread the word join our discord we just we basically shoot the shit and share memes just like any other discord would our patreon although it's been the wall's kind of been dry on the patreon front lately but there's a whole lot of back catalog content like my 20 bell salute and fritz's fave five M- willie Tees, wrestle wars love and war and so so much more teespring shop as well spring.com whatever all the links are in the description below and folks i will see you. Well, it'll probably be July because, you know, moving, tourist season, and figuring out internet stuff. So, TTFN, ta-ta for now. Keep your stick on the ice. Go Leafs, go.